coming. You know what? We're going to keep coming so hard. The only thing these woke tards got to figure out is whether it's on their face, back, butt, or thighs. Woo! It's up. Thank you. Well, it just reminds me of how much I hate the extremes on both sides. I really do. It's, it's, it's cool guys on both sides. Welcome to Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Hey everybody, welcome to Dr. After Dark. Of course, keep those emails coming at drdrafterdark at gmail.com and the voice messages at 818-253-1693. Got a ton of great emails today and voice messages around sort of medical topics. Uh, I will say today, uh, my buddy Nick Schwartzen was supposed to be here and uh, let's see, we're starting filming right now. About eight minutes ago, he called in and go, oh dude, I can't come in. Uh, Nick. He did seem really apologetic. I, I'm sure he feels bad. Um, there's sort of no excuse to call eight minutes for maybe, maybe active COVID. Maybe. I, as, as my uh, old genetics press used to say, the only excuse is your death. But that's okay, Nick. We love you anyway. We, we, love, we love you. It's all fine. It's all good. And uh, I, I kind of welcome the chance, you know, because we've had guests and guests and guests, and it's just nice to spend a little time with the guys in the booth. It really is time to, oh. uh, yeah, I, I kind of look forward to this. It's nice it, to spend time with it, you. Too. It feels sort of, um, I don't know, I feel like I'm free a little bit, and we're all going back in the living room together and debriefing on what we've been through in the last few months. Uh, and I feel like I haven't, I've sort of lost touch with you guys over that time. So in the meantime, if you don't mind me just just touching base for a minute. Absolutely. Uh, so Nadav, you've lost more weight, I, I believe. Argue, it argue, seems like. Argue, seems like. Looks to me like. Allegedly. Uh, are you? And you're working out still aggressively. A little bit, yeah. It's you know I go through like like some fucking back injuries come up. We go to like my my birthdays. Like like there's just all these things coming when does up. The, are, when is the bet? Do come to you know that's really questionable. So that that's sometimes a, we talk about it and then we just kind of don't talk about it for eight months. Are, are, is Tom giving you the nod, the cred for having accomplished so much? Is he appreciating what you've done? I mean, or? I don't think there's been a lot of progress over the last like two or three months. Uh, I mean, I, I, I you slowed, of course. That's yeah. the way it works. Because I think I think what you see is just like, oh wow, you still don't look like the fattest I've ever seen. Um, there is some of that. Yeah. <laughs> there is some of that. Because I've looked at some earlier videos and I'm like, Jesus Christ, I was a circle. I was a real sphere. <laughs> um, I mean, not that I'm like good for you. A rectangle now. No, but. no, but you're 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 good, and and I and I see a little more. I maybe I, I was thinking today. I was seeing more of the effects of working out. That's what I think I'm seeing. So right, I, I can see it. Just more like your posture is different and that kind of thing. So, so everybody, diet and exercise, diet and exercise. Pretty simple. Has it been as 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 you get into it, it's easier, right? Yeah, it's you know you get into routines and you feel better about it. Like you start being like uh, you know if you don't move for a while, you're like oh, I feel like such a piece of shit. Yeah, like it's, you start missing it. Yes, you miss it. Good. You just All start right, feeling like. It. And you know, Drew, I gotta say. You look pretty good too, my dude. Oh, God bless you. Can you see those guns real I, quick? You know, I just, I didn't feel like putting anything over. It's just so freaking hot outside here in, in Austin. Yeah. I didn't feel like putting anything on top of this. So it's just I mean, feel comfort. free to take more off if you want. No, thank you. No, thank you. That's weird. Um, but now, now my buddy, Annie, how you doing, man? Uh, I noticed there's a little facial covering and people might be interested in what's going on there. Uh, yeah, I, I think I might be a little bit sick, um, but I'm not sure if it's sick or at this point it might be poison. 
Uh, I'm trying to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? But poison? Yeah, I don't know yet. Yeah, I spray poison all the time in my house. Right? I don't like bugs. You spray poison all the time? Yeah, I spray poison like everywhere. Like I, I call it lining up. Light? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I just line up the house. Yeah, you like, mean, like, pretty get, much once a week. And you take a can of Raid or something. Yeah. Is it for flying insects or the ants? Which one do you do? K, you don't care. I don't discriminate with bugs. You just take, you just take a Raid me. can, general killer. Yeah. And do you go down in the corners? Do you go up high? Where do you go? Uh, all over. Yeah, all yeah, over. Yeah. And anywhere that there is like a hole for something to get through. There's raid going. There, okay, sure. and so yeah. I I've not seen your new house, have I? I don't think I. Are you still in the place where you? No, it's a little apartment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, and what part of town is that in now? Uh, I mean, it's closer to the city now. Closer to downtown. Yeah. And so, are you troubled with bugs? Do you have like cockroaches, that kind of thing? Um, not. I mean, never because never. I don't, I don't so, you, have you yeah. seen a bug in your house ever? Nah. Okay. Anyway, so yeah. but, that's, but that's why though, bro. I that's see. Why, yeah, you know right. What I'm we we right. get bugs here. How many fucking bugs yes. we we Wait, been every day? How many bugs we see here? So they do the raid. Like there's raid, which will definitely like it has a smell and it, and it sucks and it makes you sick probably. But there's yeah. also the, it's called like first defense or something where it's non toxic to humans and it doesn't smell bad. He doesn't trust it. I bet it doesn't work. That he doesn't great. trust it. There you go. It does work pretty good. Nah. Well, but by we the way, here. there there's yeah, but, okay. Hold on. Then that's perfect. That that's the great that that's a that is demonstrating how bad it is. We got bugs here all the time, bro. We there, got less the, bugs now you know, though you know, since we did it, Drew. You know we got less pre- bugs now. You know what our president said to me? He said, "So it's Texas. You just get bugs." What the fuck? No, there's no. I don't know. No, I, you don't no. like bugs. Why not get a professional, like an exterminator, and I sort of get a professional. <laughs> I've exterminated all bugs. No, bro. I understand, but you, 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 you ever heard the you, know you ever heard the the case of the superstitious pigeon? You yeah, heard? you've told me about this. That's I what have, I thought. What is I keep it? blocking it out. What's yeah. That? So it's essentially there was a famous behaviorist in the 60s at, at in Harvard called uh, B.F. Skinner. And he invented something called the Skinner box, which was these boxes that they'd essentially put animals in, but they, he famously had pigeons in there. And they would reinforce the pigeons with some food every time the pigeons would learn something. So they would teach them more and more elaborate like dance steps or pecking patterns or things like that. And they they get the reward. There was a pigeon. They decided finally, let's see what happens if we just randomly drop food down and what the pigeon does. Like, how is the pigeon going to adjust its behavior when sometimes it's just the timing is off, the number of rewards it gets. Like, sometimes it'll be one piece of corn. Sometimes it'll be four pieces of corn. Sometimes it'll be 30 seconds in between. Sometimes it'll be five minutes in between. Well, that pigeon starts this is a pigeon that been previously trained to do stuff right so he knows he can get reinforcement for behavior starts doing things randomly to see what it is that's going to get rewarded and he develops more and more elaborate patterns because he thinks he's figured out what's causing the food to drop or the bigger reward to to come in and it's literally random but the bird being superstitious, the superstitious pigeon thinks it has some control over what's coming its way as a reward through more and more elaborate dance steps and pecking. And I think you're becoming the superstitious pigeon, my friend. I think you're, you're doing all these elaborate things and the reward is there, but it might be there anyway, even without all that elaborate behavior with raid. And so, to the point where you're hurting yourself, that's what concerns me. So hold on, you're trying to tell me... God is just like sprinkling bugs on my motherfucking no, house. Like, no, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying. Uh, he thinks the raid's working again. <laughs> well, That's not the takeaway. Well, but but <laughs> I, but, but I, I, I'm not a pigeon, nigga. I, 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 I
I always appreciate your take on things. And again, well done. Uh, but but I'm saying is you've developed some elaborate behaviors that you think are causing the reduction in bugs. Maybe there's some intermediate thing you could be doing other than so much with the raid. If you had a professional kind of advising you or something, some other way that you didn't make yourself sick with the raid. So what I want to know how much how much raid are you doing? Are you emptying a whole can of it every week, kind of thing? Uh, not the whole can, but I mean I've gone through a lot of cans like in this apartment, and I've only lived in this apartment for like in, a month and, and a half. That's too much. So, and, yeah, that's and too you, much. Yeah, I mean, hey man, not one. And you bug, and, you know and you after you finished, you feel kind of jittery and stuff after you finished spraying. No, no. no. So it's, it's always at night. Like I'm pretty sure. Some of the vents just start blowing it all over the fucking house, and I always forget to open the window after because uh, I should, but I don't like that because then that also leaves room for bugs to come in. And, and Austin's being good to you. You like living here now? Yeah, it's fun. Okay. It's um, it's I'm actually getting to experience it now that I've settled into my new place. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going mudding and all that shit. I got a jeep, so we wow, really yeah, getting yeah, into yeah. the Texas. You've been thing. going mudding, going mudding, baby. The dog, how about you? Uh, I've been kind of going around too, like, uh, you know, starting to develop like a friend group and like checking out like soccer games and seeing like all the living a real life. here. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like live moving around and doing shit like I used to back home. Now I know how you embraced your Jewish heritage and you're very excited about that. Mm. <laughs> is that, is that, um, in any way involved with not just who you have around you, but to how people respond to you or anything here? Is anything weird about Texas that way? Yeah. I mean, like there's like, for example, like, uh, there's a Jew boy chain that's around here where there's straight, it's a restaurant called Jew boys, which is an interesting you, you, thing to call a restaurant. You hang out there now? Is that, I mean, no, I don't no, hang no, out there no. like after work every day. No. It's like, I, I think I've dined there like twice, maybe but just the times. fact that it exists is odd. For right. You. Yeah. I, well, I had to visit it ah. was, and it is actually really good food. Check okay. out Jew boys, uh, sa sandwiches and, and burgers. But, uh, there were a couple like instances where I interact with people where just like, Oh, they haven't like seen a lot of Jews before. And the reason I know that is because they explicitly, Said that like I went to it like a like a I needed to get my knives sharpened. Yeah. <laughs> what, what? what? These are like cutlery. Just a funny statement. Go yeah, ahead. I was gonna say these cutlery knives. Are you throwing Look, knives? Guys, <laughs> you need to get your knives sharpened every six months, no matter what. Doesn't matter if you keep them in a drawer; they're gonna get dull. They're gonna lose cutlery their edge. knives. Yeah, kitchen knives. like chef knives. Okay. Yeah, not like steak knives that are perfect. And not some sort of buck knife you're going out hunting no, with. Like chef that. knives. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, go ahead, Chad. <laughs> I just pictured you with like a collection of knives. I do have a collection of very, very nice. And, chef and I feel like, okay. a, a Chad, I, and I see your Instagram, Chad. It seems like you're out doing a lot of Texas stuff, you know, sort of tubing, inner tubing and stuff. Yeah, see, we did that uh, for Nadav's birthday, actually, this weekend. It was yeah, a lot of fun. We did that on Saturday. So this it's and, and, and you're, you know. You, you're a college professor. Is this uh, sort of, do you get sort of, do you have a sort of wistful draw to UT, which is nearby? Or is this, what's this like for you living out here? No, I mean, I think I'm too old to be hanging out on campus. Was, <laughs> no, I don't mean as a, as a student. I mean, do you ever feel like, oh, maybe I should get a job here. Maybe it'd be interesting to teach again. Uh, yeah, I think in the future I might want to mm -hmm. teach again. Mm -hmm. I don't currently want to do it, but I have considered doing maybe like a like a side adjunct thing at some point. So and then interesting. later on towards the end of my career. How about this new University of Austin thing? Yeah, I read about that. Right. Um, I don't know how it's coming along. I haven't uh, looked into it recently, but it seemed like an interesting concept. Mm -hmm. I'm just uncertain because there there's no like physical location right now. Right. And I don't know how they're gonna develop and get bigger. It's just an online school. 
Mm, it's an idea still. Yeah. <laughs> of a of a very sort of a old school liberal arts kind of training, really, is what all, as I, I kind of see it. But it's just you know real. It, all ideas are welcome, kind of kind of notion, right? Am I getting that, Chad? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. It's kind of like all uh, all kind of political views and like kind of not. Uh, focusing on one particular thing. They have a lot of people on the board, like I think Lex Friedman's on there. Mm. Oh, he um, finally joined up? I know he was sort of thinking about it. Yeah, I'm not certain if he's officially on there, but I did hear that he was talking about it at one point. Would so. he? Would it be interesting to get him on this show? I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Would it? I, I was trying to get him on a, on a streaming program, I, I, but... I, I then occurred to me, like, well, how would he react here? <laughs> this would be a weird I environment think for him. in a very cool way. You think? I think it'd be fun. It would be fun. Okay, but you got to prepare him. I mean, yeah, as much as we prepare everyone else. Oh, my God. And then we give them a location and a time to show up. No, no, no. You got to prepare him. I mean, maybe it's because I've sort of, um, I, I'm a little bit, um, I'm a fan of his, you know, and his intellectual sort of pursuits. And this... Um, He's would, a professional. He's a fan of the silly. This would be a little bit of a, a left turn for him. This would be a different, but I, I would like to see it. I got to say, it, it's, it's not different than me being here. You know what I mean? It's the same kind right. of notion. You guys so. are the same caliber of professional. It's just it'd be the same idea. Fish out of water. I think he'd handle it fine, but okay. also you could kind of cater the conversation. Well, to he, like, he have him. to be in on the joke I, and we have to make sure he's okay with the joke kind of thing. Like he could play along with this. Well, no, it's just he like, hey, here's someone snapping their neck in half. Do you think this is funny? <laughs> It's not an inside joke. It's just. You ever listen to his podcast? That is not the kind of stuff he's talking about in his podcast. Oh, which reminds me. Yeah. What? Uh, Let's show you start Uh off with a clip. Okay. Horrible or hilarious? Oh, my God. I saw this. I think I saw this. This is incredible. Oh, oh, my God. So I'm never going on a ride like that again. Do we know where that was? I just, I'm imagining it was somewhere in Russia or something. Do we know what happened there? Uh, let me see. Yeah, it was in India, so you're good. India. There's <laughs> a lot more inspections here, I think. I, I would think, but man, I mean, that's going to be, I mean, some people are going to be fine, uh, but some people are going to get their, like, have permanent back injuries. Right. So here's actually some information that we have on this uh Let's watch it again Horrible before you give it. Horrible or hilarious. It's, 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 so it's both. I mean, it's sort of extraordinary. And, and by the way, it, it's so weird because, um, you know, there are all these sort of um, recreations online of extreme rides going crazy, but it's just sort of... Recreations? There are some weird... I've just come I mean, up... I've seen carnival rides breaking and people... Hurt, Dying on them. Yeah, but this sort of extreme, like over the top stuff where stuff is, you know, giant things like this are slingshot over the horizon, you know, stuff like that. And you you have seen so many of those that it kind of desensitizes me to what's going on here. So, right. I mean, it doesn't like you look at this and you're like, I'm not even sure. Yeah, it almost doesn't look real. Like, this is hilarious. (laughs) So, it's it, we're looking at a spinning and it just. It just lets go. Oh. It just free falls. <laughs> At least halfway is a full free fall. Right. So here, let me let me get some info. Woo. Let me get some stats for you on this. Okay. Um, Thirty people were on the ride. Yeah. Uh, it was a fifty foot free fall drop. Yeah. Uh, it was in India. It's still under investigation. You're no kidding. Only ten people were injured. Some taken to the hospital, but no one died. Okay, good. As far as we so, know. so t- a third of people injured. I, you know, and you can kind of see it's that it's that side of the ride too. That one sort of at about nine o'clock. That's the side that really seemed to take the watch. Right. They're flying out of their seats and stuff. Right. The other side goes second. Boom. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, that side does kind of hit the ground first. Yeah, somehow that's got it got it worse. Yeah, a whole bunch of mechanisms failed here, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what I, do you think? Like I'm, it I'm says a, that ten people were injured. What kind of injuries do you think that they had? So it, it's going to be mostly back injury, that kind of thing. But it could be head injuries, right? You can snap your head back. It could be neck injury. It could oh, like be leg, blush. broken legs, and, and arms. Who knows? I mean, it looks like it's got sort of um, there's a shoulder harness or something that they're wearing, and people are flying out of those shoulder harnesses, right? It looks like those which is crazy. Also. I don't know if they fail or popped open or something, but people, are, yeah, popped open. You can see it popped open there. Yep, it popped open. Oh. And then it looked like it yanked one of them back down to the ground. Oh, oh, some of that did not look good. So, like, do you like smash? <laughs> thank you, Nana. Thank you, Annie. <laughs> do oh, you, do you smash your ass on that? Is it like yeah, you like can break your pelvis? You'll fuck sure, your, your pelvis. Oh, oh yeah, sure. But it's mostly what's being driving through the spine that I worry about. All right, guys. Let's let's. Uh, it's, anyway, great checking in with you guys. I, I've missed you. It's been uh, busy with uh, our great guests, and thank you for booking all these wonderful guests. We've got more to come. Mm-hmm. More, and as we've said repeatedly, guys, if you're people you want to see here, uh, let us all know. I mean, send emails, drdrfdark@gmail.com. Seems like uh, the the uh, Legion of Skanks and the um, Kill Tony guys are very very popular with uh, your mom's house. And oh uh, hell yeah, dude! Let's the get best. those guys back. They are the best. Get some of those guys back. I um. I am trying to get to Skankfest, so we'll see if that actually happens. But uh, did you see the Legion of Skanks thing I did with them? Those guys are well, amazing. When you went on the show? Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, you crushed it. Those guys are amazing. Yeah, they're like Lewis, Big J, Dave. Like they're all yeah. top tier They're top amazing. Tier talent. They're, they're amazing. And the, the amazing thing to me is the amount of weed they smoke is epic. And they're sharp as shit well, yeah. on all that weed. You know, you build... You know, you start learning how to work with it. You oh, know, back in my back that, in my heyday, it's like you used to dab like twenty times before lunch. Really? Well, I used to work at Weed Maps, and like that was like what we did. That's a that's that seems like you couldn't function. Uh, the first time you do it, definitely not. Oh, you guys, I got to tell you a quick story. Please. You guys should ask me stuff. I got stuff to reveal to you. Yeah, yeah. When was the last time you got Crossfados Barbados? What's that? I don't know what that means even. Just dabbing up and drinking up. So I was, I don't want to out, I don't want to out anybody, but I was at a famous um, comedian's house and uh, he's known for his weed. And uh, it, it was, I thought, oh, this is gonna, I'm going to have to smoke weed with these guys because it's just what's happening. And uh, there's another famous actor that's known for weed. And um, also this, uh, well, another a young actress. And they were just, I don't want to out these guys, but they had these blunts, like cigar size. What do you call them? Blunts, I guess. Yeah, blunts with pla- with plastic tip, like a like a mouthpiece on the end. Oh yeah, that's a, I think a black and mild. Okay, I'm familiar with this black thing. and mild. Well, and and uh, little did I know this particular one that they were just going. They seem to be just just going crazy on. Uh, had also huh. rolled in hash. So, uh huh. Uh-huh. So I'm like, they finally come to me. I'm like, all right, and I'm going to be one of the cool kids. And I take a big hit. I guess you don't really do that with with that product, or, or I don't know. That looked like what they were doing. And I had a fucking toxic reaction uh-huh. where I developed what's called an anticholinergic delirium, where I couldn't feel my hands and feet, my body. I couldn't move my body. I like I had Parkinson's disease. Susan grabbed me and said, "Sit down." I lost the capacity to sit. I was able to walk outside and just had dry mouth, photophobia. It was really a bad reaction. And no high, only misery. 
misery. You know, Drew, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say I think you should stay away from weed. I'm going to go with you on that. I told Rogan one day I'd like to come on his podcast to get high with him. I, I'm taking that off the table. I'm no longer open for that. But also, I mean, you didn't even go zero to 60. You went zero to 120. Like, if you're having, uh, like, a blunt mixed with hash. a whole bunch of hash in there, like... And God knows. And when was the last time that you, you blazed? Uh, college. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Weed's uh, a little different now. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. But but I I, had, I guess I'd been exposed to this and that here and there a little bit, and, you know, in, in California, it's almost impossible not to be around it. And I, and I really never really felt anything. I really didn't feel anything. This was, cause so I was sort of maybe a little cavalier because of that. And this was, I mean, it was a horrible. I thought I'd go to the, I, I thought I was going to have a seizure. And I looked this up afterwards once I could function. It took me about five days to recover. For two days, I was a mess. Couldn't what? drive a car or anything. Oh, yeah. And you just took like one hit off One of hit. And I, I sent the comedian an email after I said, I'm, I am so sorry that I'm such a freaking lightweight. But, uh, I think I defined the, the defined lightweight. Look at me up in the dictionary now. There's a lightweight by, by my picture. Uh, so it was. It's called an anticholinergic reaction. It's what it was. That sounds like your asshole seals shut. No, <laughs> it's just, it's a weird reaction. It, it, it you can get it from taking a whole bunch of Benadryl. And Hell so yeah. remember when we were doing the... So you had neuropathy issues. No, well, not neuropathy, but remember when the guys were you know, doing that whole Benadryl bit, I kept saying, you can get anticholinergic reactions. That's what you can get from it. And apparently you can get it rarely from weed. And it can cause seizure too. And I, I felt like I could have a seizure. I, I kept telling Susan, do not leave me alone. I'm going to have a seizure. So you just lost all motor function. Yeah. You felt sober. No, no, I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't... Time was Time was going through weird things. I went outside and I thought... If I can just get through three hours or I can hold on, it's going to fade. And Susan kept coming out and checking on me. And about the second time she came out, I thought, all right, I'm, I'm making it. It's probably been a couple hours. And, and, and she, I go, how long has this been? She goes, about eight minutes, about 10 minutes maybe. I was like, oh, my God. Time's I, going down really, really, oh my really God. slow. It was like expanding time. And um, didn't you say that you didn't get high? This sounds like you were just insanely yeah, high. I, I think I, Drew I, there was, was just stoned. There, but there yeah. was nothing pleasurable. It was only misery. I mean, yeah, like you misery. Learned, you learned to like no, it, there Drew. you sound like the guys in college that used to give me that shit. It's like you, you've, you're not doing it right. Yeah, it's called no. being a lightweight. It is called being a lightweight, and I'll go down as that. That's what I'm have to accept now. That is what I am. No, we'll it take, was we'll it was baby bad. puffs moving here on. And who's, it was bad. Look, man, man I would have treated you well. I would have been gentle. Like Whew. now you're just like, oh, I want to smoke like the cool kids, and you're just starting straight off with like a fucking speedball straight into the veins. Yeah, it was. Whoa, I, I mean, it, it, I was. I look, man, I was sick for two days. Think about that. It was really nasty. And it took you five full days to feel back to normal. Yeah. Before I could like run and exercise and stuff the way I like to, yeah. And it was, what what it, it was just like a like a weird cognitive thing that was like, oh, I feel like loopy or daisy because I've had weekends that I wasted because I took too much edibles. <laughs> Great, um, I don't do it anymore. So so a little lightheaded but discoordinated, like I I, I I still had a little bit of like unsteadiness on my feet and a feeling like like you know I could have a seizure if I'm not careful. I mean I got to be sort of you know I couldn't drive a car, couldn't All do right. that. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll get some of the lowest dose THC. No, here we go. I, I just decided I'm going to come off of this stuff. Is, by the way, is it legal here? You're off the hard stuff. It's decriminalized. Okay. Uh, you know, and also it's just flavored tobacco. You know, uh, we'll be all right. You know, like I said, uh, I, I offered it up to Rogan one time. He's like, I ah, will see. And uh, that, that, I may reserve it for that. 
Because, God, what if I have that reaction again and I'm doing a podcast? I just, ugh, it was, it was the most awful. Anyone who's ever had that, please write me an email because I'm sure that people have had it. It's, it's reported in the medical literature because I had to study it the next day. And I should have gone to the ER. There's something called physostigmine they give them to reverse this. Maybe it's because no. you're a doctor and you had all these ideas in your head already and then you're just overthinking kind of, you're like running through you, the no, no. index of what I, I was. Be. I was not panicking. I was not paranoid. I had no, nothing like that. Nothing. And there was no thinking because I couldn't concentrate enough to have a thought. Uh, and people kept trying to come back in and I, I really couldn't, they'd speak to me and I'm like, I, I can't even... Wah, 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 yeah, wah. it wasn't that. I just I couldn't hang on to anything. Couldn't concentrate on anything. I mean, it sounds like you were just. It was miserable, miserable, yeah. but not. I was not, and it was interesting. By the way, uh, Chad, I, I, when I was, if I had been younger, I think I would have panicked. I would have been. It's such a such a scary, locked in kind of feeling. Right. I could see how people could panic with it. I had nothing like that. No, I was like, I know what this is. No problem. It's gonna be gone <laughs> in two hours. And and but then when time started expanding like that I, I announced that i have to leave <laughs> now i have to get out of here because this is bad did you say that the last time you smoked it which was in college like you said you've never actually felt the effects of it right of weed yeah no no more recently more recently i've you know had, somebody's handed me a vape pen or something oh, but, and, you, but you have felt stoned before yes okay. and i've never liked it mm. never liked it and and the same reaction in college that my, my peer said oh it's because you don't know how to do it you're not smoking enough all the Nadav-esque sorts of uh, thinking on this, yeah, on this matter. Pressure. It wasn't even peer pressure because they loved it so much. They couldn't understand how it's possible that somebody either didn't like it or didn't get high from it. And that's just genetics, man. That's just, just how it works. It's for some people. It's just genetics. True. Look, I don't like opiates either. I feel shitty when I take opiates. That's a, do you have that, Nadav? That's a common thing for <laughs> I kind of like them. Okay. So, so it, it, I feel dysphoric. I feel awful when I take opiates. But it's interesting because, I mean, I know some people too where like I've, they're like, oh, Nadav, I've never smoked before. Like, can, like, can you like roll up a joint and we'll smoke something? And then like it's happened once where one of those people like started rolling into a seizure. Actually had a seizure? Actually had a seizure like right after smoking. I was dude. like, holy shit, dude. Like, let's fucking take you to the hospital. Like, this is, I've never seen this And did before. they go? Um, yeah, yeah. We like, I was just like, we're not seeing this movie, man. We need to like get some water in you. We need to go check you out right now. And, and did he wake back up after the seizure? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Like he got, he got to it like within the next like 30 seconds and he had like a pre-existing seizure condition. Oh, well, there you uh, go. His girlfriend was there. Like she was, she was like, oh, we've seen this before. Like, okay, don't yeah. worry. You just like looked into the sun probably at the wrong time. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, let's talk about ball bag pain, everybody. Let's get to the the, the uh, sort of fundamentals of YMH. Let's get back to what we're here for. Thank you, gentlemen. I got a quick question for you. Oh, 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 oh. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah. To off. But quick question on dehydration. Uh. So <laughs> I think I've discovered uh, that the the whole essence of everything that makes me weird and like stuff that I do that's different. I think it all can be attributed to a lack of hydration. I think all of it. What What do you, give me an example of one of these weird things. I mean, constipation. Like yeah, sore throat severe, for three weeks. Severe, consistent constipation, right? Yeah, but you hold your stool in for three weeks. I mean, yeah. there's no way to make that soften up. But see, I, without I, going more frequently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. what else? Give me another. What else you got with the fluids? I'm all out. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. Well, what sir, else. You're I, I, just, I remember that it. Uh, 
I remember that that it was other stuff that sounded like that. Damn, I don't remember. Well, you, oh, the, you know what? It, it was it was the the piss color too. Oh yeah, that should be clear. Yeah, that should be clear. Yeah, yeah, mine's like a like a yellow brown. Yeah, unless you're taking a lot of supplements and things, because that can make it yellowish all day long. Which I do not. Okay, so but, you do. Need, that's good. Ooh, look at this. Look at the P chart. Yeah. But uh, I was curious. Um, what is worst case scenario? So far, people have only told me kidney stones. What's the worst thing that could happen if you are severely, chronically yeah, dehydrated? In, in your, is there, are you restricting fluids for some reason? Restrict? No. Do you get thirsty? No. Do you drink throughout the day? Mm-mm. Mm. Not really. Like, I mean, I will, but not really. Here's yeah. something that was very interesting to me. So I was in the bathroom like a week or two ago, and I remember on YMH... Uh, when we recorded it, we looked up this urine color chart. Yes, yes. And Annie was like, oh, yeah, I'm like on the second or third from like the most right yes. from the brown where it says see doctor. Yes. Or yes. drink water now. Right. And so I That's remember, what I'm imagining he's got going so on. So I was taking I was taking a shit in the bathroom. And then I hear like someone's at the urinal. And then all of a sudden I hear Annie go like, oh, man, that is brown. <laughs> <laughs> And then I asked him about it afterwards. I'm like, hey, I totally heard you. I like, started laughing to myself. Well, and he's like, oh, it's actually like darker than the most dark thing on that scale. Well, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not, <laughs> not darker, but it was more towards that than I thought. Like, actually, this one here, this this chart seems different to the me. The one where it says see doctor? Yeah, I, I don't think we looked at that chart. Okay. We looked at a different right. one. The problem well, closer with, to this one, severe dehydration. Yeah, the problem with brown, <laughs> the, this is urine brown, not the brown of YMH talk. Brown urine is it can mean blood, and blood in the urine is a is a really people don't understand this. Blood in the semen, no big deal. Blood in the stool for a young person, usually hemorrhoid, something like that. Blood in the urine is a big deal for at any age, right? It can mean a nephritis, it can mean a bladder tumor, it can mean a stone, it can mean a million different things, but all of them need attention, right? Now, the brown can also be severe dehydration, and you're just getting the color not quite right. It's really sort of a deep orange you know, uh, instead of a brown so much. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, you're chronically dehydrated. So let's talk about chronic dehydration in a young person. In a young person, as they've told you, you can precipitate stones if you're, if you're prone to stones. It's not as big a deal as you might imagine for a young person. It's not what you would call good for your kidneys, right? Kidneys need to be kind of flushed out, let's say, to keep the um, concentrating system operating properly and to keep the tubules working properly. Um, uh, and you're stressing the kidney. You can start to develop something called acute tubular necrosis, which is old people get that easily, okay? So if you're 90 years old and you're dehydrated, you can get kidney failure. Okay, that's that's your those kidneys can't quite handle that, and you can fall into more problematic dehydration as an older person for a myriad of reasons. Your thirst mechanisms aren't what they should be. Your ability to maintain your blood pressure is sort of off as you get older, so you can shut your kidneys down. Younger, pretty hard to do that. I also worry about uh, sort of brain homeostasis. You you can actually get you can sort of dehydrate your brain, and if you suddenly rehydrate it, it can swell. And when it swells, it can cause a lot of problems. And I was in the desert recently. You guys know about this. Uh, when Susan comes in here, she in a, in a couple of weeks, we're going to tell more about that story. Um, let's just say this is something that was um, pertinent to my experience in the desert. Dehydration. Yeah, but, 
I can't say any more than that yet. When, when did this thing airs in January? This is like when we were talking with the mass Singer, right? When I had a non-disclosure, I couldn't talk about anything. But I can talk to Susan when she gets here about all the people that I was in the desert with. Because now we're allowed to talk about that. I just can't tell what happened. But I will tell you, these sorts of issues are significant when it's 120 degrees and you have limited access to water. It's a big deal. I'm not, how old are you, Annie? Uh, I'm 30. Yeah, I, I'm not 30. I'm 64. And the 64-year-old, in you know, with these fluid issues, like I said, the 90-year-old gets into trouble like that. 60-year-old also gets into trouble. It's just the nature of aging. The system doesn't maintain its homeostasis and its resiliency to this kind of stress quite the way it should. So at your age, doesn't worry me so much. But you're going to have to pay attention a little bit to this eventually. And it's not what you call good for you. Okay. So, so and it will like, help your constipation too to be hydrated, of course. Yes. I mean, I, I discovered the, you know, the, the cure to that is, has been weed. So we good with that. But uh, cure the the constipation. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 All right. But um, all right. Cool. So in like 30 years, I'll like drink some more water or something. Is that what you? I'm saying it's good that you're thinking about it. You, you right, really want to avoid the kidney stones, though. Well, if he has them, oh, did you have them, Chad? I've had two before. It was they're terrible. fun, right? They're oh, fun. It felt like someone was stabbing. You've a knife had them. Into my side. You're raising your hand. Huh? You said no, you were saying, ooh. Like oh, no, they're bad. really bad. No, 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 they're really, you don't even understand how bad they are. You're, they are terrible. It's oh. like getting shot in the back. It really is. It's about the same pain. People pass out from the pain. Yeah, They just easily. wake up in the hospital. Yeah, it's because it, it's one of the worst pains you can go through. Yeah, I couldn't walk. It's a, and then they charged me $20,000. Uh, why didn't you have insurance, dude? Very funny, huh? That was, <laughs> I was broke for most of my 20s. I didn't have that kind of money for insurance. $200 a month? No. Uh. Not at that point in my life, huh? Oh, fuck, dude. Uh, in any event, um, did you just declare medical bankruptcy or something? What did you do? Uh, I tried. It really put me behind the eight yeah, ball no financially. Kidding. You know, like being in your early, mid-20s, having like that big of a yes, medical debt. I, I get tried, it. You know, taking care of some of it, but eventually it just got charged off. Oh, so they I, just let it go. Oh yeah, my God. but I mean, Oof. it took like seven years to oh get off of my financial record. Oh, my God. How terrible. Yeah. Well, in any event, keep drinking lots of fluids. You can you can help prevent the stones. Do you do anything else to prevent it? You taking any hydrochlorothiazide or anything? No, he's talking to you, Chad. I think. Oh, Chad, yeah, oh, you doing yeah. anything else to prevent stones? Uh, no, I mean, I just I'm I definitely started drinking more water at that point, and yeah, I think that is quite that. a bit. You must do that. And these are were they calcium oxalate stones? Do you know? I'm not sure. No. Okay, that's the most common thing. Yeah. How is it that? Sorry, still on kidney stones yes but like i've seen the size of some of these things yeah how the fuck do those fit through a dick hole um like how are they not just clogged like oftentimes they have to go up and get them yeah and it's not necessarily uh, about passing it through the the dick hole as you say <laughs> it's it, it hurts more when it goes from the the kidney to the bladder because that tube is smaller so, so the ureter the tube that goes from so give me a kidney the tube that goes from the kidney down to the bladder is a very tiny, very delicate thing, and it's full of pain fibers, and you feel it. See the tubes going down? There you go. Just the, yeah. Uh, the, the second row, second from the left, is the uh, sort of best. There. That's just, there you go. Those tubes going down to the bladder. And uh, the, the stones, it's amazing that the stones get through there, but often they do not. So they either get hooked, they get hooked up at the, what's called the calyx, which is the center part of the kidney, it's the, the yellow, no, other side. The, yeah, in there, it gets hooked in there. Uh, or it gets hooked in, in the ureter. 
if it gets to the bladder, it's probably coming out. It's just your you you'll push it out somewhere or another. But what they do is they either go up and with a basket and grab it, or they crush it with ultrasound. And oh it, right, and a it, Segura basket. What? Apparently, like I think Tom's uncle or something and invented the invented basket. Invented the Segura basket. No kidding. I didn't know that was what it was called. Even let's look at it. Segura basket. <laughs> It's like one of these twisties. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they go up and just capture the stone with that thing. And uh, wow, his uncle was a urologist? Yeah. Who knew? So in any event, I think more than not these days, they will crush the stone and turn them into sand, essentially, with the ultrasound. So you you get paralyzed. You get an anesthesia, spinal anesthesia, so you don't feel anything, and they just fire sound waves right at the stone and crush it. Yeah, look at these things. That sounds fine. 2.5 pound kidney stone. Well, that's crazy. What kind is that? Oh, there's different kinds of? Yeah, there's all kinds of kidney stones. Oh. Uh, most of them are calcium oxalate, but there's, there's urate stones, there's struvite stones. Which are the ones that are smooth like this? And, and that's what I don't know. That, yeah, like that, that. that this one up there looks like a struvite stone that you've got there now. Uh, it doesn't say. This, the struvite are the jaggedy ones. Oh. Yeah, my like that one. God. Looks like coral, right? Oh my God. <laughs> What's the. <laughs> hey, Eddie, start drinking water, right? I'll be all right. Boy, these... <laughs> you want to piss out a, a quarter sized piece of coral? Yeah, yeah man. Blast it out with that fucking sound wave. He'll water. go get it taken care of. That's right. Yeah. Any, any loves seeing doctors. Could I, wait, could I, like, when you blast it with the, with the sound waves yeah. and shit? Yeah. Could you like? Could I do it myself? Like, no, no, like, no. Hey, listen, man, give me that. Like, no, 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 no. It's a, it's a very technical procedure. <laughs> you're, right, you're, you're enough. in a tank and you're paralyzed and you're in, in, in spinal anesthesia. Yeah. So wait, like, fair enough. like you go to the hospital and you're like, give me that, or you buy the contraption and just do it at home yourself. Uh, listen, I, I was thinking like, like in the hospital, I'd be like, yo, let me play that. Like it's asteroids. You know? Yeah, yeah. Why would you yeah. want that? Yeah. Why not? Because it's a video game. Yeah. I'm a gamer. You know like now you're a gamer. He's a DIY dude. Yeah. Right. He, I like and He's uh, intuitive. We'll uh, you know, sort of. In what's the word when you're trying to when you can invent things? Inventiveness. Inventiveness. <laughs> uh, morning, Chomos. Ball bag pain. Since I was a child, I had pain in my left semen producer. Your left testicle that produces sperm, not semen. Once I got my own insurance, I went to the urologist to see if I had cancer. They said it's a varicose vein, which is called a varicosity. I had severe pain when I first wake up and after sitting for a while. Yep. Are there any remedies to the pain or will it uh, need surgery? Thanks, Hitler. Uh, there really aren't, I mean... Wearing tidy whities so giving some testicles some support. Wearing especially at night, uh, obviously, you know, just good hygiene and not you know good drainage of that area. If you can, if you can put your pelvis on a pillow and let it help it drain out, that's helpful. But there's not a lot you can do. Don't don't put it in situations where it can get smushed. That's the main thing. And uh, a lot of people live with them for long periods of time. It's no big deal. It may affect fertility in some situations, but I've never really seen that. Ski accident unlocked my emotions. I'm a 26-year-old male. February of 2021, I broke my femur. Which, that's the biggest bone, the thickest, biggest bone in the body. My recovery went well. Now when I watch something sappy, I end up overcome with emotion and crying. It used to take a lot to make me try, cry. Um, it only seems to happen when watching TV shows and movies. Is this common? People have experienced physical trauma. Is this something I should worry about or just embrace it? Keep them high and tight. Um I wonder if he's on any medication. I, are you, I wonder if you're still on pain meds or anything because opioids can do this for some people where they get very weepy all of a sudden. The 
some people after a traumatic event can have more unregulated emotion. And that's probably what's going here with you. You could sort of was a, you're having like a post-traumatic stress disorder. And in all likelihood, this kind of pass with time, it's going to sort of diminish. Uh, but good, you're in touch with your emotions. It's not like they're overwhelming you and troubling you and difficult. You're like, when you see something emotional, you're having more emotion. What the fuck is in my belly button? 27-year-old female. Belly button is deeper than most. You can really see all the way in. What? I don't like. Yeah. How yeah. could? How does she know that? I'm deeper than most. I really don't like touching the inside, so I don't keep it. I don't really clean it. Ugh. There's something dry and hard inside my belly button. It will not come out. Oh my god! My husband tried pulling it out, and so have I. But it is stuck. Ugh. There is. <laughs> where, where's my favorite uh, gagging uh, couple? Blah. There is something dry and hard. My husband tried to pull it out. There's no give. It hurts when we pull on it. Honestly, I feel like a cork. Uh, I'm definitely afraid to pull it out at this point, wondering if it could be part of my umbilical cord. It, it could be, actually. It could be an old remnant of tissue like that. Uh, never fell off. Um, the doc will be tying my tubes. Is going to find some nasty buildup. Let me know. Um, you know what I would do? I would, when you, when you have your tubes tied, ask them when you're first under anesthesia to go in and get a forcep on that and pull it out and see what it actually is and see if they can kind of, they may be able to sort of shave some of that down or make the whole area cleaner for you somehow. Cause that, because the real problem with that is people get debris in there, get, they get caught. We've talked about this before and they can form abscesses in their belly. But look at uh, umbilical abscess, umbilical abscess. And they're pretty nasty and they can smell too. They can smell like crazy. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Look at those things. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're nice, huh? Whew. Uh, wait, times. so it's just you get so much shit in there, they're like, hey, you know what? We're going to form an organism in here? It, it's sort of like, it. really what happens is it debris builds up. It's deep in, so it gets cut off from oxygen supply, and you get anaerobic bacteria going in there. And if there's sufficient infection, if it gets into the tissue even a little bit, then you get abscess formation. And, and uh, it could just seal up? Uh, not so much. Oh, my God. They went all the way inside the body there up there in that one. Yeah. <sighs> yeah good times, man. So if you don't clean out your belly button. Well, keep going down. Let's see what else is. <laughs> what other horrible, nasty, rare complications people can get into. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, my God. That's a good one. Oh my is this, this similar to what uh, Potter had only on the front side? interesting uh it is similar in that it's a deep abscess it's a very different source very different source though you know he with all his hair and stuff he forms these things all over the place uh <laughs> you know uh i know we have nick simmons coming in here in a few weeks and he is a huge potter fan i would love to expose nick i don't think he's seen the video where i operated on potter it'd be kind of interesting to show that to nick if they time when the time comes Anyway, all that loveliness. I think that one that you put up right now, that one is sort of very typical looking, kind of nasty belly button. A weeping belly button. Uh, Let's hear some voice messages. Let's do this. Come on now. Hi there. My name is Clifford. I'm on methadone, and Mm. I rarely poop. And uh, I'm off and on on uh, stool softeners, and I have uh, bowel movements maybe like once a week, and they're very, like, intense. Um I saw that commercial that says people store like 20 pounds of poo in them at any given time. Is that number like multiplied because <laughs> I'm on methadone and how worried should I be? Thank you. 
Uh, Clifford, I think, is a new listener because he's not heard the long conversations we've had about poo being outside your body and who cares. But the problem with methadone and constipation is that you can really get in a serious problem like that. That is how you get toxic megacolon and you get motility problems later because the, the effects of opioids on the gut motility are profound. So it actually is really important that you take regular daily laxatives of some type to mitigate this, whether it's milk and magnesia or Ducalax or both or even... Um, you know, some of the, the uh, I'm blanking on the name of this stuff. Look at an osmotic, uh, constip, osmotic uh, laxative, osmotic laxative, and the, the name will come right up. Miralax. Miralax would be a good thing for you. Miralax is a really good thing too. And just take it on a regular basis and it will not hurt you, but it will hurt you to not do it. Next voicemail. Hey, Dr. Drew in the booth, boys. It's Jonathan. Um, I, I don't even really know what my question is, but I was laying next to my girlfriend of eight months earlier today, and uh, we were just watching TV, and she randomly decided to smack me in the face while I was laying down. And then when I looked up and asked her why she did it in a calm tone, she started crying and then apologizing profusely. And I said it was okay, everything. I just kind of moved on. And I consoled her, but no. Again, I don't even really know what my question is, but I'm just so confused as to why she would do that. Yes. All right. Piss on me, beat me. Bye. Uh, unfor- I mean, maybe no question, but I think I know the answer here. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. It, it, unfortunately, Jonathan, without a lot more information, we don't really know what's going on with her. We really don't. I mean, maybe she freaking hallucinated something and swung it. Who knows? I mean, who knows? Jonathan sounds maybe not so sober himself. So I'm wondering if they were both doing something or, or who knows? What, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm thinking remove yourself from a violent situation. Yeah, I, 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 Jonathan, you are confused. I am confused too. You need a lot more information. Like, and it's fine to ask her what the fuck. What was that? I, I understand that it was something that upset her, something, an impulse. What was it? What happened? Are you Okay. Are you hearing voices? You know, some you can have, people can get symptoms that they respond to that they're afraid of, they don't understand, and requires medical attention. So get her care if she needs care, and if she uh, is angry with you and that's why she slapped you, then the Dobbs advice starts to apply. Maybe get the hell out of there. Okay, next. Hey Hitler, got a question for you. What's the difference between mental illness and just being a run-of-the-mill asshole? Mm. Like clinically, mm. where does someone stop being an asshole and cross over to be TikTok? Yeah. All right, ta-ta there, retard. It's it's kind of a good question. It's overly simplistic, obviously, but the the point is, serious mental illness are usually what we call axis one illnesses. So it's psychotic episodes, depressive episodes anxiety disorders, so thought disorders, anxiety disorders, mood disorders, these major categories, bipolar disorder, as I said, schizophrenia, these sorts of things um, that cause people to have essentially disabling symptomatology. That's the, the inability to function is one of the main symptoms of, of serious mental illness. And you know, if you're hearing voices and if you're thinking of suicide, these are all the symptoms that people manifest with them. Now, being an asshole, can also be a sign of, of mental health issues, usually in the zone of 
sometimes substance use, right? People who are doing drugs do terrible, terrible things, not because they're a terrible person, because the disease has them doing terrible things, but even more so, personality disorders. So personality disorders uh, are, are the phenomenon that cause people to have trouble in relationships. Uh, many of the disorders that are common these days ha include unregulated hostility and anger. That's a, being an asshole. And also uh, sort of part of the common kinds of personality disorders people have today, people aren't able to maintain empathy and they exploit other people and it, so it feels bad to be around them so when you're talking about an asshole you're talking about somebody who just makes you feel bad to be around and those tend to be either addicts who are in their disease and can't help themselves or people with personality disorders and those don't really change uh, they are they are technically mental illness and people can sort of learn to their therapeutic techniques to help mitigate some of the assholishness <laughs> quite literally but they don't really go away those problems you're, you're nodding vigorously. What are you thinking? No, no, no. Just yeah, it, yeah all. like borderline personality disorder doesn't go away, but you can really reduce some of the borderline stuff with dialectical behavioral therapy. Uh, narcissistic personality disorder can be a really pain in the ass to be around, but doesn't really go away. But you can sort of do interpersonal therapies where you raise awareness of you know the the impact people are having on other people. So that's that's that. That's an interesting question, actually. Right. It's like it's there's the difference between like oh this person's unpleasant to be around and like oh this person needs help. Yes, and in the people that are assholes, it's usually the people around them bringing them in, like change him. He's driving us crazy. And with the people with serious mental illness, it's the patient themselves, the family because they can't function, or law enforcement who bring them in because they're doing crazy shit. All right, so. Was Drew, there, I have a question about the. Sorry to go back, but the the girl who slapped her yeah, boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like we all have those kind of weird impulses, you know. Whether it's like I don't, I, I would say me slapping more, someone, but like maybe like you're in a car and you want to kind of open the door and jump out. I feel like people have those weird random thoughts. Mm -hmm. What is the mechanism that like stops people from acting on those impulses? And is that kind of similar to what she kind of lacks it, in that situation? I'm not sure I can answer that in a meaningful way, except to say that having weird, intrusive thoughts of all kinds, unpleasant thoughts, that's a on the normal spectrum, right? As you've said, people can have these thoughts like, what if I just pull my car into the center divider and stuff? What makes people do that are things that uh, either mood disturbances, right? Like, yeah, I really want to hurt myself. I, the pain is intolerable, the mood problem. Uh, what makes people do intrusive, compulsive kinds of things that they find mm, they have to do or they fear that something bad's going to happen to them that's in the obsessive compulsive disorder sort of zone, right? So there's there's the sort of drive to do these things. Then there's what contains them. You know, and if you don't have the sort of disorders that really make them likely to happen or likely to go from thought to behavior, then what contains them, that's your frontal lobes, right? We have these large systems in front of us that both um, cause us to sort of acknowledge dominant impulses but be able to suppress them and maybe choose a subdominant impulse. And our frontal lobes have the capacity to think things through. In other words, we start we we then think, well, what would happen if I opened my car door and jumped out? That would hurt. I would be disabled. I could die. I didn't really want to do that. It's just a weird thought I had all of a sudden. And so the, there's plenty of mechanisms in place to help us um, 
you know, you even just the idea of focusing, right? You have to have the focus on not doing that. There's many different mechanisms at work in, in containing our impulses, but they are pretty easily contained in normal situations. It's all frontal lobe kind frontal of lobe stuff. stuff. Frontal lobe isn't, stuff. Isn't that where, with like lobotomies, they would kind of go after the frontal lobe? Right. So, you know, I had, when I arrived at the psychiatric hospital I worked at for 30 years in 1985, there were lots of psychosurgery patients there. And because I was the new internist on in town, I acquired lots of them. They were catastrophes. Uh, they, they were just horribly disabled. And they, uh, if you ever heard the case of Phileas Gage, do you know who that is? Is that the guy that had the nail in his head? He had a, a, a railroad tam yeah, tampening yeah. spike that they used to tamp an explosive, blow through his head, blow through his eye, actually, and take out his frontal lobe. And when he had the injury, he was sort of blunted and out of it, but he kind of recovered and seemed okay. But with time, he developed into what really is sort of a sociopath. He couldn't contain any impulses. He didn't appreciate that other people had feelings. He was hypersexual, just whatever. Yeah, just he became came flung. an asshole, right? And he became an asshole. His personality. Became an asshole, right? And that's that frontal lobe thing. Now with lobotomies, your frontal lobe is still there. It's just not properly connected to the rest of the brain, so it's not quite as overt as somebody's frontal lobe is blown out. You know, his frontal lobe is blown out is uh, Gary Busey in his car accident, in his motorcycle accident, and so you'll see him do kind of impulsive things that seem unpleasant around other people but he doesn't perceive what what he's doing sometimes interesting yeah that's good interesting do we want to do another voice yeah message? All right, and this it. one's actually uh on on subject concerning yeah. what we talked about earlier hey dr drew sorry in advance for calling you daddy here but i with all these questions on hydration recently i wanted to know what happens when you do drink too much water that mm. you die of overhydration. Mm -hmm. I've heard that your cells explode, all these weird things, but I just wanted to, I was, I was curious. Thank you. And piss on me, beat me, and touch my camera through the fence. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. The, uh, the main thing with uh, excess water intake is uh, sodium metabolism. So look up, uh, well, we'd have to look it up. It's called hyponatremia. And the, you know, when you get severely uh, lowered sodium, you can get seizures. Again, you can get brain problems. You know, again, it's not so much swelling. I think you get something called transverse myelitis, which your, your brain gets an inflammatory condition. Low sodium or and then the rapid changes in sodium as, as it comes back, not good, not good. So it's not even so much the low sodium and the excess water. It's what happens, you know, if you come back too quickly into normal sodium can injure the brain too. So it's really more about what happens in your brain with, with this, with overhydration. And you get seizures and things also. Hey, good times. It's overhydration, not underhydration. Underhydration, you get low, you get high sodium. And that's also a problem. You get brain swelling with that one. And, and how you bring the fluids back. It's more about the shifts in fluids where you get into trouble. So, so drink a normal amount of water. Drink a normal amount of water. And realize that your your body, when you're when you're in some of this heat here in Texas, it's not just water you're losing. You're losing fluids. So you have to have things with solute, liquid IV. That's something we talk about here. I'm dead serious about liquid IV. If the, you know you need something with something in it, sodium and potassium, to replace all the fluid, not just the water, or that's how you get into trouble with too much water and you get low sodium. So, all right, what else you got? Hey, Hitler. My name is Ryan. I'm calling out of South Florida here. I, uh, I've been having kind of a weird thing going on the last few years. I don't have exactly the same dream 
but I keep having the same location for all my dreams. And it's not just one sole location. It's like a combination of my high school, a childhood neighborhood, uh, Marlin Stadium, random things like that. It's just all collaged together into like one interacting area. And I don't know exactly why. Like the dream itself will be different every single time, but I will notice key features of the location that is the same. And it has been the exact same for about maybe a few years now. Yeah. Um, if you have any advice for me, uh, that'd be great. Bet your ass I'm coming up in May. All right, buddy. Uh, almost impossible for us to know what that is. It's it's something probably unfinished business, some feeling you have about those environments. I've been having a weird recurrent dream about being back in college, like weird, and for about five years. I mean, like it's just all the time. I'm, I'm in college again. I'm an adult and I'm failing essentially, or I'm there and I'm a junior and it's not really clear why I went back to college. And it has something to do with my feelings about my brain aging and losing some intellectual power. And somehow I, I like want it back. So I want to go to college and really dig into it. But I'm fearful that if I do it, I'll, I won't be able to make it. I, like, like there's always there's always a math class that I just don't attend. For, I, I don't attend because I can't quite do the work. I stop attending, and then I think to myself, "Well, I'm not in college anyway. I'm just here because I want to be." I'm another. It's not I'm, the grades don't matter, so I just won't attend. I just won't go to math. It was very, very, very weird and very not like me. But I've had it recurrently for a couple of years now. Isn't that well, weird? Yeah. That yeah. sounds so, like so, my actual college experience. <laughs> if, <laughs> oh, that's so to me, it's to me that idea of having a academic requirement that you need to do and it's difficult and you're not doing it and you bail on it, that is the most uncomfortable feeling I can imagine. That really is a terrible feeling in, in, in me. And that's the feeling I keep getting at, at night you know, when I sleep. So just think through, you know, what it, free associate, what, what is it about, Ryan, what is it about those environments that are intense or left over or you're kind of have some association with that's still with you and bothering you every night. So, all right. I, I would like to see a couple of videos if possible. Can we do yeah. that? Yeah. Um, so we got, let's see what we got. Hold on. What do I have lined up for you? Okay. So this is a pretty cool guy that I, I think miss the cool guys. Like. Need some cool guys, yeah. He's the coolest. Thank you, Shannon, Casey, Timmy, Kathy. Keep winning, baby. Do it. Embrace simple truths. There's only two genders. And boys should go to boys' rooms. Girls should go to girls' restrooms. <laughs> and guess what? Teachers shouldn't be forced to use your freaking made-up fantasy pronouns. Fight like hell. Hold the line against the LGBT mafia. And they're dang pedo fans. Keep winning. You know what? Keep the winning. They can keep the monkey pox. How's that working? In fact, keep winning so much, we'll keep coming. You know what? We're going to keep coming so hard. The only thing these woke tards got to figure out is whether it's on their face, back, butt, or thighs. Woo! Get some. Thank you. So my Jesus favorite part, Christ. my favorite part is the cop in the corner. <laughs> Look at him; <laughs> he just doesn't move the whole time. Oh, what about the lady at the bottom right? Uh, oh, there, my picture was over it. Oh, I didn't really see her, but I can imagine she was uh, rolling her eyes a bit. I imagine. Well, it just reminds me of how much I hate the extremes on both sides. I really do. It, it, it's 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 cool guys on both sides. Too many cool guys. Uh, 
sort of controlling the conversation these days. But that guy's pretty cool. Yeah, this uh, this happened in North Texas. Uh, um, I don't know quite what he accomplished with that, but uh, he's just like we're gonna come all over the pro <laughs> noun people. I, <laughs> I like the way he's hating on LGBT. Like mm, what? Right. Keep your monkey pie. Yeah, it's just like oh, oh man, you almost God. you almost had an argument oh, here, and then you've kind no. of <laughs> no, he's a cool guy. Yeah, do you guys know Chad and JT? Oh yeah, Chad and JT go deep. They just had a like a Netflix uh, ah, special. Or I, I was on that Netflix series. I don't know if you saw it. Oh yeah, um, we should get them in here. Sure, they would be they would be great yeah. on this show, and I think they would come in especially for it. So let's work on that. They they the reason I'm thinking about them is they go before you know the the uh, the city councils have public oh, yeah. sessions, and they go before the public sessions. And uh, take on the city council for uh, decreasing their stoke. They don't get enough stoke, and their their ragers are being intervened. They're being um, diminished by some of the laws that the local city councils are putting. Right, out. they're trying to. They're just two chill dudes trying to find the chill. Just trying to ultimate stoke. There's right? only two genders. <laughs> but this guy reminded me of it. This guy's the real deal. All right, so Chad and JT, we got to stop. I don't like him. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh. Ugh. let's do a Garth because the people have been really at me about Garth lately. Like, where are the bodies? Yeah. They're really wondering. That, that word is out. They got to find the bodies. No, yeah, there's articles written now. <laughs> but they're just like, why is his uh, comment section so crazy? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, here's another really psycho video of Garth. Hi, Miss Rosalind. Hey, Miss Carter. We just want to say happy birthday. Happy birthday. We hope you are having the day you deserve. Amen. How's the plus one doing? That's, that's what they call me. <laughs> We love you. Happy birthday. Hey, Miss Carter. You, you know, I, 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 I think you, if, Tom hey, had made, <laughs> if Tom had made such issue of this, you just would go by. You know, you just would go. <laughs> but when you sit and study it, it's uncanny. It's hard to understand what is going through his head. They both look like, as they present themselves in this video, like South Park characters or something. Like like they have these weird plastered plastered on faces. I just wonder what's going on in his head, and what's with the seven on that on that cap? Does that mean something? I don't know. I don't know about that's that. That's not a public. That's not some sort of weird message he's sending out to his. Uh, uh, he's like, yeah, uh, I'm claiming seven bodies in this right. Uh, town I think that maybe I'm that's it. Maybe it's there's some there's some. He can't help himself. You have to put out a clue to where the bodies are. Right. Seems hella uncentered too. That's really uncomfortable. Uncentered in the uh, the the picture, yeah, just like on the hat, it looks like it's to the left. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. Ooh, and what's? Hmm. Yeah, and then Chad also brought up too. Um, is his ear being pinched down by the hat? Or, yes. Oh, okay. Yes. It's not like he's got weird elf ears. No, but what? Well, he does have weird sort of tack down lobes, though, doesn't he? Yeah, that's a sign of some sort of genetic. Uh, sometimes, sometimes. Is it both ears or just that right ear? Interestingly, it can be associated with kidney problems. Your ear problems and kidney problems go together, which uh, lends to drinking problems, right? Nope. Nope. Can you zero in on that ear? Can we? Can we get like a tight shot on the ear? Because I think it'll freak you out when you see how pinned down that right ear lobe is. Yeah, hold on. Let me and see how, if I can do that. And the left ear does not appear to be at all uh, crunched down by the hat, which is sort of weird. Poor Garth. Nope. All right. All right. We tried. 
All right, well, we'll continue to f- try to figure out where the bodies are buried and what Garth is thinking and why he can't not do creepy videos. That's the most extraordinary thing of all. Why do they have to be all so damn creepy? I, I, I feel, I always feel, this, again, I, I always feel bad for cool guys, and he's becoming a cool guy. Oh, he's done yeah. been a cool guy for, like, I'd say, better part of a decade at this point. All right, well, now we're all no aware of it. Well... Thank you, everybody. Keep the emails coming at drfdark at gmail.com and the voice messages at 818-253-1693. And uh, we'll see you next time. All conversations and information exchanged during participation of the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine.